Recovery is not a solo endeavor, it's a team sport. You need a community around you to cheer you on, to lend an ear, to pick you back up when you fall. That's what Foundations Recovery Network's Life Challenge Program is here for. We are a positive, motivational community aimed at breaking down life's barriers and celebrating the accomplishments along the way. Our motto is, Dear Life, Challenge Accepted. Are you up for the challenge? Go to lcaccepted.com or call 615-221-5861. I think what, what that event also did was it made me really determine I wanted to live. Huh. So if she didn't, I sure as hell did. And I, I don't think that there was going to be, it wasn't a rebellious thing, but I went through a period when I was so down and so dark, I actually thought about taking my own life. And I remember I made it, I was like, wow, that's a really bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I was grateful that I had that. And so there was a moment there, I was like, okay, well, you, you went to the exit door and you chose not to go. So it was like, if you're going to choose to live, then live. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. What's up? Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks to humans for bringing us in. Thanks to you for supporting the show and supporting the recovery movement from the West Coast to the East Coast and abroad. Uh, Much love to everybody who supports the show from all over the world and the United States of America. I love it. I'm proud and humbled to be a part of it. That's for damn sure. Um, Much love and respect to those who have led the way and uh, made it possible for guys like me to get sober and share my own experience. Man, I'm just uh, super, super stoked and super honored to to bring to you this episode today with today's guest. Uh, it's uh, absolutely um, really means a lot to me. So I hope uh, I hope that uh, you guys enjoy it, and uh, we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, you can go to thatsoberguy.com for more resources. Uh, you can join the private Facebook group, Sober Guy, Sober Girl. There, a uh, ton of support going on there. A lot of great people from all over the place. Um, writing posts and sharing experiences, little positivity, all that good stuff. Um, you can also find in the month of May, we're supporting 1 million Mohawks using the hashtag 1 million Mohawks. Uh, the UROC Foundation, Rise Together, uh, Helios Recovery, um, those three and, uh, and their teams have really helped uh, to put this uh, to put this. Uh, movement together for the month of May to support mental health awareness. And what we've done is shave some Mohawks in uh, the Jess. You can find the video on there for shaving my Mohawk in. And, uh, and we also shaved one into cash. And so if you'd like to support that for, uh, for the next week or so, you can do that and you can find more information on the, on the website there. And then also please leave us a review on iTunes really helps support us. And um, speaking of that, let's read a review. We've had some great ones. I haven't done this in a while. I just wanted to read one. Um, this one says, um, this was one of the first podcasts I listened to when I got sober. I listened to it every day driving to work and it's just nice to know that I'm not alone. Thank you for this 22 months sober and my life and my heart is now full. And that comes from Chels from Colorado. So thank you, uh, for, for that review. 
And uh, another one here real quick, Scapegoat89, one of my top three recovery podcasts. Shane does a great job. Thank you. Really appreciate that, too. A um, couple more quick announcements, and then we'll get to our guest today. Uh, we're going to be in Nashville June 19th and the 20th for the Innovations in Behavioral Healthcare Conference. We're going to be doing some shows. We're going to be connecting with some great people, of course. If you want more information on the event or how you can get tickets to go to the conference itself, um, you can go to foundationsevents.com. And a big thanks to Foundations Recovery Network for having us out. Uh, the Jess is, uh, is rolling along this time uh, to help and uh, spend some time out there connecting. And so we're really looking forward to that. And uh, we'll be sure to uh, to keep any updates as we are out there uh, so you can follow along with us too. Um, now, one of the tools I use uh, is Transitions Daily, and it's a daily AA email delivered right to my inbox. It's a great way to start your day. It's a great way to start my day. I know that for sure. And it takes me about five minutes to read. And um, you go through it, and it, it really just helps to get me focused and off on the right foot, get me grounded, get me where I need to be. So for more information, if you'd like to get the daily AA email, uh, you can go to dailyaaemails.com. All right, so first off, I want to say this episode is really a special one for me. Uh, today's guest is Trip Lanier, and Trip is the host of the New Man podcast, Beyond the Macho Jerk and the New Age Wimp, which for almost a decade has been downloaded uh, millions of times. Um now, The New Man was the first podcast I ever listened to after I got out of rehab, and I went back to working nights in the mailroom, and uh, it really inspired me to start thinking outside the box. Um, it, it, it encouraged me to believe that there was something more, something amazing out there in this life for me to do, and it helped motivate me to stay sober at the same time, which obviously was, uh, was a very important um, uh, time in my life and still is. Ultimately, it led to the creation of Sober Guy Radio. And um, this episode that started it was uh, was number 153. It was how to come back from the dead with big wave surfer Greg Long. And I'd, I, I would encourage everyone listening um, out there to after this, go check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes to it and uh, you can you can find it there. Um, now, one of my favorite mantras I heard Tripp say, it's, and it's always stuck with me. I use it often is I'm a powerful motherfucker and I can do amazing things in this life. And that, you know, that, that one line, that time I heard that, it just, it, it hit me. And I said, you know what it is, it, it's about the power of thought in that. And, uh, to those listening right now, so are you. And so can you, uh, so maybe you're not only ready to make some changes in your life with regards to alcohol or drug addiction. Um, uh, but also maybe it's, maybe it's with life in general. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's a relationship. Uh, maybe, you want to find what you're passionate about and what your purpose is in this life. So with that said, I want to say right up front, this episode is going to be a little bit different than usual. We're going to touch on addiction. We're going to touch on alcoholism, but Tripp's not an alcoholic. Tripp is an inspirational dude who wants to help some people. He wants to see his family, his friends, his clients, and people in general succeed. Uh, he coaches some of the top entrepreneurs around the world to get out of the, sho the shallow end of the pool, redefine success, and align their work with what they were put on this earth to do. Uh, over the years, he's designed several businesses to support a simple lifestyle focused on freedom, ease, and fun. Uh, so Tripp, it's an honor to have you on today, man. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Shane. I was, uh, I was like, wow, <laughs> I hope I live up with all this stuff. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure, Tripp. No, man, I mean that stuff. And I know I, I, I get that, you know, the, the whole introduction thing, but I was kind of, I was kind of writing some notes to this last night and, uh, 
um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's true. I don't just say, you know, just say it for anything. And, um, you're a good dude and I know you've helped lead a lot of guys and, um, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you actually, again, I forget that you were kind enough when I first started sober guy. Um, uh, so I, I can't remember what episode it was. I was trying to look back in iTunes, you know, something where it only goes back like, leaves out like 16 episodes but i want to say it was 10 or 12 or something i'll have to find it and put in the show notes but thank you for doing that you know this here's this new podcast coming up and you were cool and you said oh yeah sure i'll come on and and chat about it so i appreciate that yeah you know i mean i i was a new podcaster at one point too and i i appreciated that people gave me a chance so i i feel like i i see people that are driven and they really want to make a go of it i liked what you were up to and um of course yeah Yeah. i want to help guys out right on man so um how did you find this passion to help other people and then um, go on to create kind of a business and a lifestyle around it? I think I always enjoyed having real conversations. I, I've always enjoyed I, um, helping people, talking to people um, about what's really going on. I've never been one to just really hang out and just have small talk. Yeah. And so uh, the, the bigger questions in life, like, what are we really doing here? What do you, you, we've got this short amount of time. We don't, and it could be, who knows how long we've got, like, what do we really want to do with it? That's something I think about a lot. And I, I think the, the people that I bond with the most have a similar kind of wink and a nod, like, all right, let's, let's do this. What are we really here to do? And, and so I'm just, um, I just don't have a lot of tolerance for a lot (laughs) for other things. Like I still have fun and I can have, small talk here and there, but I, to me, like, it's just like, if we're going to do something, I, I I mean, just chasing money or just chasing like how, how big my dick can be or whatever. It's like, that just doesn't really, (laughs) doesn't really cut it, cut it for me. I've always just been inspired by people when I, when I look at what they're doing in the world, it's like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. And I want to, I want to do my own version of that. And, and, um, and so, yeah, I just, I feel really, uh, focused on that. Like, what are we really here to do? And, and I don't want to piss away this time. And I don't want to be around pe- other people that feel like they're, they're here to piss away either. Yeah. Like li- life is short and let's, let's make the most of it. And, uh, uh, it's funny you kind of bring that up. Cause uh, we, we've had a lot of conversations about this on the show and just in, uh, you know, with some of the homies and stuff who are in recovery and that we, we always kind of revert back to some of those times. And, you know, when we were partying like crazy and those conversations were so, not meaningful, I guess, you know, because of the, because of the fact that, um, or, or let me take that back. Maybe they were meaningful, but you don't remember them the next day because you're so hammered the night before. Right. Mm. So, you know, you, uh, you, you forget and, and, and you're not building, um, real relationships, I guess they're based around something. So what, what is a real relationship to you and how do you, how do you kind of, how do you build that? Well, I, I would, I don't real relationship. I think what I, what I think we all really want deep down is to be connected with people that were, it's safe for us to be who we really are. The, the fear is that, well, if you really got to know me, you wouldn't like me anymore. Yeah. And, and so a lot of us are armoring, we're armoring ourselves. We are contorting ourselves and we're posturing and it's like, okay, I got to maintain this or else, man, this person's not going to think I'm really great or are they going to leave? And I, I think deep down we have that, that kind of fear. And so what we, I think what we most want, I, what I certainly most want is to be 
surrounded by people that that if they see who I really am, they still love me. Yeah. And they still <laughs> they still care about me and and they still uh, and and uh, still want me around. And so I, I think that's what we really want is just to to be able to kind of drop all of that stuff and and still be loved and appreciated. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and then to go, how, how do you go about doing that? I think, I think it requires a, a, a very tall awareness that that's what we're doing. Um, most of us get through, we move through relationships in a way which is like, well, how do I avoid this? How do I avoid a bump in the road? How do I avoid an uncomfortable conversation? How do I avoid what might be a possible conflict? And so we end up just kind of staying in these small little circles, but there's no real depth and there's no real communication. There's no real yeah. transparency. And so I think it's, it's a willingness to say, Ooh, I'm going to take a big breath here. I'm going to be honest with this person about what's going on with me. And when they say, Hey, how are you doing? You're going to say, well, I'm struggling with this or yeah. I'm thinking about this or, and you'll watch people's eyebrows go up a little bit. And, and some people are not going to be game for that. And then others will. And I found that those that are on board for that, you, you've got a possibility to really develop something meaningful. Yeah. So, so what kind of things per, if we talk about you personally, um, obviously all of us have had, um, ups and downs in life and we we've learned along the way. Um, what are some things for you that, that have helped you in this process in learning this and being honest, not only with yourself, but with other people and kind of building those relationships and building that community around you, um, to grow? Well, I, I, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's always, you know, we think of our comfort zone. It's, it's always, ex- well, it can expand, right? So we can either expand it or contract that. And so it, there are things that, you know, at one point when I was getting really into personal development, spiritual development, um, I was like, man, if my, I was in, I was in a band, I was, I had this yeah. alter ego kind of thing of like <laughs> cool guy, you know, you didn't talk about this stuff. You didn't talk yeah. about th- these types of things. And, um, you you talked about what kind of amp you were playing or whatever it was, you know, so it was just like to, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go away this weekend. And people were like, oh, okay, cool. And I was like, man, I hope nobody finds out I'm going on a meditation retreat. <laughs> and that might be more cool now, yeah, you know, but now back then that be. wasn't a really rock star thing to yeah, do. Yeah, supposed to, go to be on a med- shredding stages and uh, yeah, partying hard. Like, what? So there's a thing of like, well, if you really knew me, you'd know I was going on a meditation retreat and, um, yeah, you may not think I'm a real rocker guy or whatever, you know, it's like there's, there's these roles that we're playing. So, you know, at one point I was scared to own how much I was into personal development, spiritual development. And now, you know, cats out of the bag, obviously if you do a Google search, you're going to, you know, my whole life's built around this stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, the, the thing that at one point was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm, I'm going to tell somebody this. It just becomes no big deal. That's funny. You brought up, you, you said playing roles and, um, I know like for me, I, I did feel like that for a long time. Like I was like playing this role, you know, and that like, um, it, it, one of, one of the big fears was, you know, I'm playing this role and people are going to find out. Right. Mm-hmm. And how, like, how, how do we kind of navigate through that? And, um, in, or how, let me ask you actually, like if you felt that way, trying to try, you know, trying to, um, to, to be in the music business or not trying to being in the music business, touring, going to shows, um, playing shows, recording albums, that kind of stuff. Like, how do you how do you take that and then kind of step outside of that and transition into really finding your passion? Does that make sense? I think what you're saying is like how do how do we identify when we're in a role and then what do we do about it? Well, yeah. Is how do how do we identify the role? But then how do we 
um, how do we find our true self? I guess is a more more better a, a better way to put it. That's a big question. I know. I, I, well, I I think the first thing is to, is to recognize that our frustration, our um, you know, there there's going to be a discomfort that shows up, and so yeah. for me, like that's the check engine light. That's just information, and most of us are like, oh, this is this is uncomfortable. So what do I do to check out? What do I do to numb out? So yeah. what the, for some of us, it's, it's substances for others. It's sex for others. It's, you know, TV and games or whatever. But if you really want to just step back and you're like, well, wait a second, this friction here is information. It's telling me something. And it could mean that there's an opportunity here for me to be more honest about what I want. It's to be more honest with myself about what I want, whether I'm, it's in the relationship that I'm in or the career that I'm in or whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, and to me, that frustration or that rub or that, that friction tells me that there's an unmet desire. There's an unspoken desire. There's an unexpressed part of ourselves that wants to come out. And, and so I always get curious yeah. when I'm working with somebody. It's like, well, what is that? They're like, oh, so this and that. It's like, okay, great. There's something in there that hasn't been worked with it hasn't been talked about and and so instead of checking out and trying to run away from that let's get curious what's the thing that you that that's underneath there and i think to answer your question where, where's the true self i think it's just staying curious with that part of ourselves and saying okay well if you weren't afraid and you didn't have anything to prove and you didn't have to be quote somebody or play this role well, then yeah. what would you want what what's the thing what's the scenario that you'd like to create and most people just kind of like well i couldn't possibly do this about you know they'll they'll just yeah. like no 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 yeah. they they go they run away from that responsibility but i think that's the step of getting out of a victim or a powerless mindset and into a creator mindset which is saying yeah what do i want yeah. and can i start to speak up and that might cause some 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 bumps in the road uh, around there. But what I found again is like, well, if you're willing to weather that and, and you're willing to be honest with that in the relationships and with the people around you, then you have an opportunity to deepen instead of just avoid, avoid, avoid yeah. the, the things that are uncomfortable. I, most of us have, have forgotten that we are so freaking resilient and so yeah. strong that, that we can, we can, uh, get stronger from adversity. And I think most of us are just like, ah, oh, I don't want to deal with that. So we, avoid and then there's the next thing and then we avoid and we just get smaller that way we get more fragile and i just i, I this really shows up in relationships and i watch really great guys strong people uh get get really fragile in in their ways of just avoiding whether it's just like oh, i don't want to call this guy back i don't want to say no and it's like just yeah. tell me no yeah right i can i'm the big boy and, and our relationship will 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 get stronger if you're willing to be honest with me, it's the avoiding thing that usually turns into a kind of a cancer and makes things toxic. So, yeah. um, yeah, there's a way to be honest in relationships. And I think most of us are, we just haven't learned how to do that. And I think it's just a skill to develop. Do you find that most, that most, most people, uh, when you're working with them, if they have that fear of stepping out or of, um, of kind of following, maybe it's a dream to start a business they have, or it could be a number of things. Do you find that it's, is it usually like fear from in themselves or is it fear from what other people are going to think of them or maybe a combination of both? Yeah, it's all that. Yeah. It's all that. You know, there's, there's, there's just a, there's also just the unknown, right? I, I may not be happy where I am, but at least I know, I know what's going on. I can kind of predict yeah. what's going to happen tomorrow if I maintain this trajectory. And, 
But oftentimes, if I'm talking to someone, I say, what's the ideal scenario? And they can get really excited as, as we go through that. And I kind of facilitate that conversation. And I'm like, great, let's go do it. And you know, watch them contract. They're like, <gasps> no way. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's just yeah. like, no, I can't do that. And, and so we've got to address the concerns and the objections and what's, uh, what's called a competing commitment, which is, you know, there's a fear of like, well, if I were to make more money, my, my, my existing friends would think I'm some greedy douchebag, yeah. you know, and, yeah. or if I were to do this and that, it's going to threaten my relationship with my family. So we have these ideas in our head. And, and most of the time, if we just hear ourselves say them, we go like, oh my gosh, that's really stupid. That's really, that would never happen. But, um, I, I, nonetheless, we got to get them out in the open and, and just start to see, well, what if that wasn't true? And, or what if you could create X, Y, Z without destroying all these things that you really care about? Um, yeah. And yeah. I, well, no, and I, I listened to, uh, the Don Miguel Riz Jr. Um, episode you had him on and he talked a lot about domestication. And I thought that was really interesting because it's kind of like that, that classic, like, you know, you, you go to school and you get out and, um, go to college and you get a job with benefits and, and, you know, you, you kind of fall in line and I'm not knocking anybody out there who has done that or is doing that, or that's what you do. That's, that's not what I'm saying, but that's, you don't have to stay in that, I guess is, is more or less what I'm saying. And I kind of wanted to hear your take on the domestication process. Is that something that, um, that, uh, that kind of hit, hit with you and what are your, like, what's your take on that? Absolutely. I think we're all, we're all part of it. There's no, there's no being done with it, right? Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. not like there's no velvet rope where it's like, okay, cool, trip's done now, or trip's clients are done now. We, we don't have to worry about that anymore. We're always expanding. There's, there's a, we, get, we go through a version of the hero's journey. We get to the other side, and then you know, it's easy to just create another role there. It's easy to just create like another you know, mold for ourselves, and that can, that can become limiting again. So the, the real work is to just stay curious and stay playful and um, and notice like, Oh, you know, this, this, this worked for me for a while and now it doesn't, this, yeah. this no longer is where I feel a sense of peace or, or I've got, um, you know, freedom of expression here. So it's, 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 I think the, the biggest thing that causes our suffering is this idea that we're done. Okay, cool. I, I got the job and now I'm done. I got now married and now I'm done. Yeah. Right. And then there's this thing where I can turn off the brain I can park my fat ass on the couch and, and not yeah. have to think anymore. And that's, that'll be fine for some folks. But I think for others, it's, it's not that we have to strain or anything like that. I, again, I, I think there's a, there's a real ease to this, but there's also just a willingness to be honest where it's like, huh, what would be fun? What would be playful? What would be creative here given where I am today? Um, and that, that kind of question can be disar or, or can be, um, unsettling for some because it invites change. It invites uncertainty. Um, and most of us just want to eliminate uncertainty, but it, that's a false sense of security when we do that. So what, what about the guy out there who's listening, who is, you know, he's got the nine to five, he's, you know, making good money, paying the bills, but does have this idea, this, you know, this, this dream or something else to do. Like, how do you even start? So let, let's say you make that decision. You know what? I do want to pursue this a little bit, but I still got to take care of business on my day job, right? Like, how do you start to kind of step out and do that? Do you, do you start working, you know, at nighttime? I mean, is there any application points to kind of just like a, a starting point? Yeah, I think the first thing is to get over this idea that, that you know, some of us, like, well, it's, we create this excuse. I can't start on this until yeah. I've got x amount in the bank and i know my kids will be fine and I know my wife will be happy and i know i've got another thing lined up like 
we create these excuses so that we don't have to engage the process. Most of the time, just engaging the process means, you know what, I've got this friend, he's got a similar business, I'm going to take him to lunch and I want to ask him some questions. And then I'm going to, I'm going to take that guy to lunch every other week and ask him yeah. questions. And based on those conversations, I'm going to turn that into some simple actions that I can start to do. So a lot of, a lot of times we think that change has to be this drastic, like bone breaking thing. It's just like crack and it's done. And, and it's often it's, it's not, it's just a series. It's like, you know, dripping, you know, into a, into a bucket, just one yeah. drip after the other. And so I would say, A, get out of isolation start to talk to people who can really challenge you and help you. Don't go talk to your buddy who's not going to do it. Like he, yeah, he's like, he, yeah. he's going to believe your excuses. Go talk to somebody who's done it and, and they'll be like, great. You know, have you considered this? Have you considered that? Can I introduce you to this person or that person? And just get into the process. I, I'd like to say, what would you do? How would you approach this if you were being paid a lot of money to do it? Yeah. And this can be true if you just want to get in shape. This could be true if you wanted to build a business or you wanted to write a book, but just imagine it was your job. How would you approach it? And a lot of times we snap into this other thing where it's like, oh, I'm not going to wait until I have an hour on Sunday night to do this. I'm not going to go spend more money and time and resources on, you know, a new screen, you know, big screen TV or something. It's yeah. like, I'm going to, I'm going to go find the best people I can that can help me out with this. And I'm going to put the, put the time and energy and resources behind it. And so I like turning that, that professional mindset get out of amateur hour and, and, and bring a professional mindset to it and, and work with where you are. Don't make excuses. Just, okay, great. A little bit's better than nothing, yeah. but get in there. Yeah. So we, so we can start a little, we can start a little at a time. We can do the simple things, just like you mentioned, just like talking to somebody, but at the same time we can think big. It's okay to think big, right? That's the tension is that can we hold those two perspectives, right? Can we hold that big perspective of the thing that we're wanting but yeah. then also be able to zoom in and say, okay, well, this, this is the next step now. Most of us get into trouble when we're trying to predict the future. We're trying to do the thing that we think is necessary for something to happen in five years. It's not it. Yeah. It's always about, the, we, we, usually we just can't believe that the next step is so simple. It's a phone call. It's setting up a lunch. It's asking this guy something or it's asking that guy another thing. So I found that you know, it, it's not that sexy. It's yeah. just, it's a, it's a blue collar, baby. It's yeah. like roll up your sleeves and just get in there and, and, and yeah. start making this, this happen. So, uh, yeah, but it's holding those two perspectives. It's the big picture and then saying, okay. Uh, and that creates tension, you know, where we are and where we want to be. Imagine there's a rubber band between those two things. That'll create some tension. Um, and a lot of us again are just wanting to escape tension. We just want to not feel anything. So we're numbing yeah. ourselves. But if you can start to live with that, uh, David Emerald calls it dynamic tension. Um, you can use it to enliven you. You can use it to motivate you and like, okay, cool. What's the, what's the one little tiny thing I'm going to do today yeah. that's going to move things forward. So I wanted to discuss rule 62 with you in recovery. And I, I learned this from my buddy, O uh, from the share podcast. And, uh, it, I think it came from an old, old AA or, um, I think so. His nickname is O. Uh, yeah. Oh, Omar. Man, I want a cool name. I know. Isn't that cool? Oh, what's up? Like you o? just claim a, a letter out of <laughs> the letter? alphabet. Yeah, I know. Man. I love it, man. So cool. Yeah. He's, he's got a cool show too, man. He's got a good, a, <laughs> a good network of folks out there just dropping some, some bombs in the recovery, uh, recovery community. So it's good stuff. And he, right. he had show he had, he had told me one day, he goes, you know about rule 62. I said, no, what the hell is that? And he goes, don't take yourself so damn serious. And it was on yeah. one of those days when I was, I think I was <laughs> driving back from Santa Cruz or something. 
And I was, I was kind of venting to him, you know, well, this had happened and that happened. And he kind of laughed and he said, man, don't take yourself so damn serious. So I wanted to ask you, because I mean, you, you tend to have a good time, a lot of knowledge, you, you deal with a lot of serious issues, but at the same time, you have a damn good time too. And you, you, you really um, have some things that you enjoy to do. Um, what's, what's your thoughts on getting shit done, but having some fun in the process? Well, that's it. I, I think that, I, I mean, I just, it's, it's too sad. Like, <laughs> why take it so seriously? Yeah. I, that, that's the yeah. thing is, right. It's like, can we, can, it's a paradox, right? Like we, it is serious. Like we started this conversation like, Hey, look, you know, we only got this limited amount of time on this planet. Yeah. We could be freaked out about that and be like, Oh my God, I gotta yeah. make sure I get everything, you know, or it could be like, can we hold that paradox? To like, all right, we only have so much time here now. Let's play. Like yeah. let's let's play like kids play on the playground. It's serious business, but it is play. Yeah. And I, I I think that's we can watch an artist, you know, create their thing and they can be really serious about it. But then at the end of the day, it's just play. Yeah. Right. Like so I, I think that's that's hard for most of us to to kind of find our way through that paradox of how can I live with an open heart? How can I love fully? How can I play full out? And then also recognize that <laughs> I don't get to take any of it with me. So yeah, yeah, that's it's, huge. It's hard. It's 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 a hard thing to wrap our head around. But to me, it's just like it's just honestly where I'm happiest. If yeah. I if I'm not taking things seriously to a certain degree, if I don't think that things matter, then then there's kind of a nihilism in that. And it's just like there's no there's no enjoyment in that. So things do matter. But then it's like if there's no joy in it, if there's no play in it, well then that's not enjoyable either. So I, I think. I believe our real purpose here is to is to experience just deep joy, deep love in this lifetime. And and that's the barometer. That's yeah. the barometer. Our mission is in service of that deep love and that deep joy. Our our work on the planet is in service of that deep love and that deep joy. And if things if we if we put things in our life that are in, getting in the way of that deep love and joy, then we you know, it's time to time to course correct. It's time to look at that. So, um so it's great to take the piss out of stuff every once in a while. And, and, um, you know, I, I went through a period at one point, I think I was starting to take myself and this podcast that I was doing, uh, really seriously. And, and, um, and so I created an April fool's video where I just imagined that somebody had hacked into my, the camera on my MacBook pro like, and, and was recording me uh coaching like some of these scumbags you know? <laughs> and, uh, and basically yeah and so my basic thing was like yeah you, you know what you want to do is you want to pull your dick out and take a picture of it that's what people want and i was the whole time i'm drinking and eating ice cream and just, just lie just lie just lie just lie. lie your ass off like it was just i'll put the video stupid. in the show notes i have it here too you guys gotta watch okay. it it's hilarious but the thing is, is like it was it was actually really liberating to do that. Yeah. It was yeah. very liberating because I people take this stuff so seriously, this personal development stuff so seriously. And I was just like, you can't. Yeah. You can't take it seriously. If you can't laugh at yourself, there's something that's off here. And um, and so, yeah, I wanted to poke fun at the profession. I wanted to poke fun at myself. And um, and I but there was something really liberating about that. I was so nervous to publish that. But at the same time, it was like. Here's me. You yeah. know, I'm going to be playful. I am really playful. And, and if you can't stand it, if you don't like me, right, here's the fear, right? If you don't like, if you really knew me, you'd know how playful and funny yeah. and joking I am. And if you don't like that, then okay, sorry. So, we're, I mean, we're not going to move forward. I, uh, yeah. And we'll, we get into that adulting, right? You start adulting and everything is so 
<laughs> like, oh, I have the, re and don't get me wrong. We all have responsibilities. We have shit we have to take care of, but um, we get into that mindset where we forget to have fun. And I know for me, like, especially having kids that really brought out being a kid again, almost. And you get to go back and you kind of, yeah. you kind of touched on that on going back. And I know like when I got sober too, I literally, I started to find out who I was again, but I also, it brought me back to being a kid again. And I got to laugh again and enjoy to do some things again. And that part, um, that part has been just, just as instrumental in growth as much as like the serious stuff, right? Like learning and, and trying to, trying to move on. Um, it's been huge for me and who doesn't want to just laugh, right? Like who, like who just throughout the day, just have a good time and lighten up a little bit and things can be a, a, a lot easier. And I think it makes us tougher too. I, I really do. Like I, I do these, uh, workouts with this like group training thing and they're brutal. Yeah. And there are moments where I'm just like, Oh my God, I think I'm gonna, this is it. I'm going to die right here. I'm going to dare. I'm going to die staring at this ceiling. And, you know, but I pop up and I do this Michael Jackson move <laughs> where I <laughs> spin, I do my hands in there. And it's like, I feel 20 times better after I do that. I'm Tell like, me you grab your nuts my, too. You got to grab I your do nuts. This, yeah. It's just like, come on. Like, and I, I just feel it's like, okay, I'm back. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there's this shift, like I can collapse in that moment under my own pain and despair, or I can, you know, like, bam, and I'm back. So maybe it's just, I'm just channeling MJ, but I'm just... I don't know. I think I think it makes us tougher. That's my point. And I think yeah. that the rule sixty two is is probably has that in there. Is like we weaken ourselves when we take ourselves so seriously. We make yeah. ourselves fragile and precious instead of realizing how tough we are and and being able to laugh at it. Because and there's moments where it's just like you throw that you throw that little thing in there and you laugh and your heart opens and it's like something relaxes and you find even more strength. Well, a lot of us too have busy ass schedules and we're trying to fit all these things in and it can get overwhelming at times. And as you know, as, as we get older, um, exercise diet, uh, those are two big things. And I know there there's, it depends. I'll go up and down. Like I'll have a good month and then I'll have, you know, a month that's not so good. It's kind of back and forth. How important is exercise and diet to you? And where does that fall in line into, into kind of your, your program? It's really important, you know. For one thing, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 44, so I'm really aware that I, I don't want to be on the downward trajectory. Yeah, you know. So I, I want to have a long, not just a long life, but like really healthy and active. I don't want to just live a long time, you know, hooked up to tubes and shit. Yeah, just so, existing. Yeah, but I think another thing that I've gotten to realize over, over the last, I think in the last few years was that I started to realize how sensitive my brain is to substances like sugar, mm. alcohol, um, and certain junk foods. So my mother took her life when I was 13. And, and there, there are things that I've learned about my brain. It's like, man, I, if, she, if she was on certain supplements, I don't think she would have killed herself, herself. Because I think that there were, she had her problems, but I, I, and I, you know, it's too, I can't go back and, and play doctor now, but there, there've yeah. been times when I get into such a dark cloud because I've had caffeine, uh, because I've had sugar and it just robs my brain of its ability to really assess what's truly going on. Uh, there's a great book called the mood cure, um, which essentially talks about how the brain is really sensitive to these things and we don't get enough of these neuro, you know, the neuro uh, proteins that go to the neurotransmitter. So you can have, you can be in the right mood. It's not about taking stimulants to get into a right mood, into the, into a good mood. And, um, 
boy, it was just, it was such a eye opening yeah. thing of like, I really thought I was pissed off and having these problems. And I dialed in my diet a bit more. I was like, yeah, those challenges were there, but they didn't, the mood I had didn't, wasn't reflective of that. It was like exasperating. And so the, the content of my life wasn't necessarily uh, aligned with the mood that I was experiencing. And so I just can't imagine when I look around, I see everybody, I see so many of us that are dumping such crap into our, our bodies. We, we get the body part, but I don't think we get the brain part. Yeah. yeah, yeah and, sure. and how the brain is, you know, when I was a musician, I was like, oh, make sure you don't go skateboarding or whatever. You know, I got You got to protect your hands, protect your hands. And I'm yeah. like, we use our brains every day for everything. And I don't think, I don't think we look at it the same way of like, I got to do what I can to protect my brain. Yeah. And especially people, you know, when you were on my show recently, I, I, I alluded to this about just soaking your brain in those chemicals for, for all those years, like what it does. But, um, that's been a huge thing for me. It's just like, wow, how, how much I can be swayed by that stuff. You get it out of your system or I've gotten it out of my system and I, I still dabble. I still have, you know, I had some ice cream last night, but I, man, I can feel it. Yeah. I can feel this dark mood come on. It's like, oh shit, here we go. Here comes the dog. And, and it's, uh, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. And, and I, I think most of us think that we have bigger problems than we have when we could really learn a lot uh, by addressing, uh, the, the chemical nature of our brains, not with, not with necessarily going to the psychiatrist, just by getting the right foods in our body and getting the right nutrition to our brain. Yeah, just and just cutting some of those some of those things. Well, and like you said, sugar, man, sugar is a big one, and that's probably the. I'm not I'm not so much the one that struggles with fast food. It's or or or, or that shitty food. It's sugar for me. Like and uh, sugar, yeah. And as a matter of fact, we had Chinese food last night. That's another one. Oh my god, it was so good. But I woke up and I just could feel like it's. It felt like someone dumped a cup of salt in my mouth when I woke up this morning. I was just like, ugh. And you feel that like as I you know as we start, especially you start getting older. Um, man, it does, it does have an effect. And I like that you point out, it's not just the physical part, you know, that's the part that we see. That's the part that I see, you know what I mean? Man, I need to tone up a little bit or whatever, but the mental effects of it is huge. When we talk yeah, about, I think most of us are, are using other substances to try and get our brain right on the, on the, on the right track, but yeah. we're, we're chasing yeah. something there. Um, and, and again, I just, I look at so many people, if they're on meds for this and that, and I, I'm, I'm curious myself, I'm just like, have they tried eliminating some of these other things yeah. from their diet? They may not need to be on 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 the uh, on the medications there. You you had mentioned um, that your mother took her life when you were thirteen, and um, I want to bring this up because this month is uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and um, uh, for those out there listening, some some may know we d we've been doing the campaign One Million Mohawks, so. My son, Cash, myself, you know, just cut us in some gnarly mohawks this month. And uh, yeah, to help raise awareness. So for anyone listening out there too, you use the hashtag uh, 1 million mohawks. You can take a photo, whatever, and you can post it up. And um, it's it's really, the, the movement has really grown. There's tons of people all over supporting it. Um, how, if you, and I don't, I don't know if you, uh, if you're up to talking about this or whatever, but how did that affect you? Um, especially being, being a, a young man at that age and, um, like how, how did you deal with that, man? I mean, that's, I, I can't even imagine. I don't think I did. I don't think I did deal with it. You know, yeah. it, first off it's when you're young and stuff happens, like you just, you don't know any different. I yeah. didn't know any different. So there, there, I mean, I was aware that not every kid goes through that, but I also was just like, okay, here yeah. we go. And, and I, I were was you at guys, the age. Were you, were you really close? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I, I would have liked to us to have been closer um, my, um, uh, but 
you know, yeah, yeah. You know, I saw her, I saw her regularly and, and, you know, I had plans to see her the day that she took her life. You know, yeah. I was going over to her house after that. So, um, you know, there's, there's, it just wasn't, it wasn't really something that I could really compare anything else to. It was like, okay, you're 13. This is what happens. And this is where you go on. I think, I think I didn't deal with the grief part. I think just out of survival, like it was, it was, it just blew a hole right through me. And I, and I didn't, I didn't really know what to do. I felt like for years, I felt like I was fine. Yeah. And I remember seeing Saving Private Ryan and there was one shot in there where this guy had like lost his arm or something, that first scene, which is so brutal. And, um, and he's in shock and he's just kind of standing up, he's standing up and he like picks up his arm and whatever. And I, I remember I was like, that's me. Like there was a thing like, I was just in shock and it's just like, oh, there's my arm. I'm just going to pick this up and, and just like, just go about life, just get back on it and, and wow. do what you got to do. And I remember, but I just so identified with that. It was a split second shot of this guy. And I was like, yeah. oh. I know that guy. Something just kind of clicks with you right there that just yeah. made sense. You just get up and you go. You get oh. up. I, I, I did, that's what I did. I just, I just got up and I kept going with my life. It didn't really start to impact me until I was in my 20s. And I noticed that my ability to go through emotional situations, I, I just didn't really have much bandwidth for it. So there was uh, someone close to a family friend had passed away. And I remember I was just like, it tapped into my grief and I was like, I was a yard sale. And really? so it was like, oh, something, there's something in here and I haven't dealt with it. And, uh, you know, that's when I started to go see uh, a therapist. But even the therapy that I was going, to, going through was really more of like a, I felt like I was in grad school, like getting an education. I wasn't dealing with the emotional aspect of it. I was getting an understanding of like, oh, here's what happens. And this is what's going on for you. And this is how these systems kind of work. And I was like, Oh, well, that's interesting. And, uh, but it wasn't until I, I had gone through a, a breakup with the, the girlfriend that I was living in with the, at the time she was moving to New York to, and we thought we were going to try and work it out, but it didn't work out. And so it was like all this abandonment stuff showed up and I went, that's when I went off the rails and like, couldn't work, couldn't do anything. I lost like 30 pounds and, really? um, yeah, then it, then it hit. And I was like, wow, this is a, this How is a tough breakup. How old were you about that time? I was like 26. And I, but I was like, I don't, I'm not sure this is really about the breakup. Like yeah, there's something right. else going on here. And, and, uh, that's when the, the pipes were getting, getting cleaned out basically. How, 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 how did that process, um, start? And did you, a lot of us, you know, when we're talking about specifically recovery, um, you know, have been through some sort of traumatic event and, um, you know, some people turn to drugs, some people, you know, kind of like we alluded to, we have things that we kind of tend to fill that void with. Did, had you turned to anything at that point or was it just maybe staying busy and not dealing with it, just kind of stuffing it down and, and acting like, like you said, you were fine. Um, or was there, or was there something that, um, that really took shape, you know, in that process? I think what happened for me, I, I, there was, I, I mean, I remember not even being able to watch television. Like just television just sucked for me. So and, like no fun, like nothing. Yeah. It was just like a thing of like, I just don't want anything. Any, yeah. you know what it was? It was just, I just felt too stimulated. It was like, everything was too loud. I just wanted to put some earplugs in and some sunglasses on. Like the world was too freaking loud for me. Wow. And so I don't remember, I've never, I've, I've never been much of a, like a drinker in private. It was always like, if you go out, if I went out, it was, I got drink when I went out. 
Yeah. But, um, so I wasn't sitting at home drinking or anything like that. If, if anything, I, after I started to get some strength back and, and started to, you know, I got really into music. I, I just got really creative yeah. in that period. But, um, I went through a, basically a year where I didn't even date. Um, I didn't, I didn't get really involved with any women or anything like that. It was a very, it was good for me in the sense that I confronted a lot of things that I was really afraid to confront before I learned how to be by myself. Yeah, yeah. And I learned how to actually prefer to be by myself, which was something I'd never done. I, I, I would, instead of being alone, I would choose to be with people even I didn't, that I didn't really want to be with. Mm. So I, I learned to actually become friends with myself and, and enjoy being by myself. And, and that gave me a lot of confidence that I didn't need somebody around in order to be okay. And um, that was a big part of it. And that's, that's also when I started to get really curious about all right, well, what's going on, man? This mind and this emotion and this spiritual stuff is just, <laughs> see, it goes yeah. deep. I will, and, and so I, I, if anything, I just, I kind of, I, I turned into a, I just a voracious reader. You know, I just was yeah. like, what is going on, man? Other people have gone down this hole. So what, what is this? And I, I just started devouring information there. I, that was the beginning of the, being the personal development jackass, I think. I think I was like, okay, I got to make sure I, I never have to go through this again. I think yeah. I was trying to outrun it. I wanted to create an escape problem. There was a shadow side to it for sure that I wanted to create a, an escape. It's it's kind of cool though, man, as you're kind of saying this, like I'm I'm realizing and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but but almost sub almost subconsciously, um, you know, the effects from from your mother's suicide and how that had an effect on you has really propelled you to the work that you're doing today. Is that pr a pretty fair statement? I mean, in a sense, it, it's at least a, a strong component of it. There's no doubt. I mean, it, it shaped me. I think I think one of the things that I, I'm have been aware of since she died, it was like, I, and I, I'm around other people. I don't think they get it. There's, yeah. there's other people though. I kind of get like a wink and a nod. Like we get it. People have been to war or whatever. Like yeah. they just don't really get how quickly life can change and how quickly somebody in your life can be gone yeah. and how unexpected that could be. And, and I had talked to people I'm like, what's it got? What's it like? Do you ever think about this? You ever think about it? I'm like, no, I never think about that. And I'm like, wow, I think about that once an hour at yeah. least. <laughs> so, and I don't know if that's great. I don't, yeah. I'm saying, I'm not saying that's good. So I, you know, there's, there's a thing like a reminder of like, we just don't know. And, uh, I, th I, you're right. It, it has shaped me. My wife's convinced I have some form of PTSD and <laughs> so, so, but, the, but, but it, it does. Yeah, for sure. It shaped me. It said, I don't want to fuck around. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I, let's have fun, but let's, I, I, yeah, I don't want to piss it away. Yeah. So how, how many dudes, and thank you for sharing that too. I think, I mean, um, it's one of those, one of those things, man, that is, um, that's, it's difficult, um, you know, to talk about for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, we, we, we deal with it. Well, look, Some, and let me, ahead. let me just add this, Shane, I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt. No, sure. I, I think what, what that event also did was it made me really determine I wanted to live. Huh. So if she didn't, I sure as hell did. Wow. And I, I don't think that there was going to be, it wasn't a rebellious thing, but I went through a period when I was so down and so dark where, uh, I actually thought about taking my own life. And I remember I made it, I was like, wow, that's really bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I was grateful that I had that. And so there was a moment there. I was like, okay, well you, you went to the exit door and you chose not to go. So it was like, if you're going to choose to live then live, do it. Wow. Don't dick around. Yeah. So I, I, I think there, there, 
you know, having gone to that place where I considered it, it wasn't like, yeah, I'll dabble around. It was like, no, if you're going to live, then live. Don't, don't dick around. And so I, I think that's been a huge uh, thread through everything that I've done, which is like, if you're going to live, then do it. You know, none of this half-ass shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Just, well, it's kind of like, yeah, if you're going to live, live, if you're going to die, then, then die. But if I'm, I don't think life, people life realize short, how good then. they've got it, man. Yeah. Like really, man, there's some screwed up stuff happening in this world. Oh, and, man. and, and yeah, we may have our problems, but man, I, I look at the people and it's like, we're so lucky. We just don't get how lucky we are. And we're spinning out about problem A or problem B. And yeah, it might be a challenge, but gosh, we just don't get how fortunate we are to be able to like call that problem A or problem B. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, that's, that's another good point too. in just recovery programs in general. And, and just, I say recovery programs because you know, a lot, most of the, the audience out there listening, you're probably in recovery, you know, someone who is, but I think this really applies to a larger scale of just life in general, that gratitude. Um, you know, we, we, we wake up every day. That's enough in itself to be grateful about. But if we're, if we're walking through life, trying to control everything, our circumstances, um, we can't control outer circumstances, but we can, we can control ourselves and we can control our responses to things and we can control how we choose to look at life, how we can choose to look at that day. And I love that you bring that up, that choice. If I'm going to live, I'm going to fucking live and I'm going to go at it balls to the wall. I don't care what anybody fucking thinks. I don't care. I'm going to go after it and get it. And I love that, man. It's, I'm getting all pumped up right now. Shit. Get off my yeah. soapbox. <laughs> so um, I got a couple more questions for you, man. And then, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Um, how, how many, how many of the dudes that you work with out there um, and just give me a, a rough estimate. Maybe it's, maybe it's none, maybe it's 10. I don't know. Um, how many dudes would you say that alcohol might be negatively affecting their lives? Um, and then is there any dudes that it's obvious that alcohol is affecting their lives or drugs? Um, and, but they're not willing to admit it. I would say of the, of the people that I'm working with, I think only one of them has alluded to an issue with alcohol at this time. Mm -hmm. Most of the guys now I've, I have guys that I worked with that that have issues with alcohol, but they don't drink anymore. That, I guess that's, I, I should have clarified that a little bit. I don't mean um, actively, but just maybe just people and guys that you've dealt with, um, you know, may, maybe even just in, in personal life too. I, my, my point is, is that, and I guess I'll just give the point now before I, before I uh, have you, finish responding to the question, but I just want people to understand that number one, we're, you're not alone out there. We're not alone in this and that there's all different types of elements. It doesn't discriminate. There's entrepreneurs, there's doctors, there's, um, you know, there, there is uh, construction workers, there's nurses, there's all types of different people um, who struggle with just mental health in general, I guess was my point. And I was just trying to kind of gauge yeah. where, where you're at in, in, in what you're seeing in, in that field. It does show up. Typically, when I when I work with people, though, they're they're they've done some work around this, and now they're in the thing of like, okay, I want to live, mm -hmm. I want to I want to make this course correction. So I, I've I've not worked with somebody through this necessarily through the process, but yeah, it, it comes up. There's definitely folks. It, it's been very common uh, in the I, past I can't that they like dealt numbers. With it. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've dealt okay. with it in the That's, past, and now they're now they're course correcting. Got it. And those are really powerful people. They because they know, they know they can do it. Like there's there's a there's a humility to it, but there's also a thing of like, um, 
I can take this on. And, yeah. uh, and so I just always appreciated that. I was just always, I, I can't really say that, you know, we can't do that. You can't really do this work and have a dependency situation going on. Sure. Sure. An active one. All right. Last question for you, Trip. to someone out there listening who is, um, a creative mind, someone who knows that there's something more for them out there. They, 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 they have these, you know, this dream, this specific goal set, um, you know, they don't really know where to start. Uh, what advice could you give them? Get started. You don't even have to know, uh, get <laughs> out of isolation. Stop making excuses. Um, gosh, I just made a video about this last week about all the excuses people make. And there's it, usually, it's just, <laughs> yeah. okay. So imagine, imagine you had whatever you think you need in order to get ready to be ready. Let's say we have some ideas like, okay, I got, I'm not ready yet. Okay. So what's the scenario where you'd be ready? And they, oh, well, if I had this, if I had more confidence, if I had more money, I had this. Okay, put yourself in that scenario. Imagine that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then what's the next thing you do? Oh, well, I'd make this, I'd make this phone call or do this. And I was like, okay, great. Let's do that right now. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, right now. Pick up your phone. Let's do it. And it's just like, oh, man. So, I, A, I, this is where it's so powerful to work with other people, whether it's a coach, yeah. it's, a, it's a group, or it's, it's get out of your own thing because it's so easy to bullshit ourselves and be like, yeah, that'd be great. I'll do that Monday. So, you know, do it now. Do find, go find some other people, get a buddy and say, Hey, let's, let's challenge one another to get this thing done. And I don't want, I don't want to be at your funeral, giving a eulogy and, and calling you, you know, a dickhead because you didn't do what you said you want to do and, and yeah. vice versa. So let's, let's hold each other to this. And, um, but yeah, it's most of the time we, if we really get into it, we know the next step. Yeah, we really do. Uh, it's just a matter of setting up a container, set something up where you'd have the wind at your back. Again, if you were going to be paid a lot of money to do this, what would you set up, um, to, to ensure that this things happens? That's awesome, man. Uh, I, I so appreciate you, man, coming on today. Uh, where can folks reach out to you, find more information um, about uh, any of the projects that you're working on? Uh, I get your emails. They're awesome. Um, always a good little, uh, good little nugget of some knowledge followed up by some additional information. So if anyone wants to find that, where could they do that trip? Uh, the easiest place is the newmanpodcast.com. That's where kind of everything's kind of centered out of there. And, and you can click over from there. You'll find information from about the coaching stuff that I do. And, and then there's also just a ton of stuff on there. Uh, to get started. Thanks a lot, man, for coming.